It has now been two months since the first confirmed case of coronavirus in the United States. And since then, actually even further back since the earliest cases reported in China, doctors and scientists are continuing to study and learn about the disease. And there's still much more to learn. But one aspect of COVID-19 that hasn't seemed to change much and may give a sense of relief to parents is that according to the CDC, based on available evidence, children do not appear to be at a higher risk for COVID-19 than adults, who make up most of the known cases to date. That said, children are not immune to catching COVID-19, but those who were infected seem to experience much milder symptoms than adults. Like I mentioned, there's still a lot to learn about the disease, and according to the CDC, it's still not known whether some children may be at a higher risk for severe illnesses, for example, children with underlying medical conditions or special health care needs. But let's look at some numbers. In a recent study published by the American Academy of Pediatrics, they looked at more than 2,000 children with confirmed or suspected cases of COVID-19 that were reported to the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention between January 16th and February 8th. Of 2,143 cases, 90% were either reported to have no symptoms or only mild symptoms like fever, fatigue, cough, sore throat, runny nose, and sneezing, to moderate symptoms with pneumonia, frequent fevers, variable cough, and shortness of breath. These children were reported to make a full recovery with no complications. So, 4% of children showed no symptoms at all. However, there was a small number, 125, or 6%, who developed more serious symptoms. A small number of those more serious cases, 0.4%, required critical care. Sadly, there was one death among the sample, a 14-year-old boy who had tested positive for the virus. Unfortunately, there's no information about any potential underlying health conditions in that case. So far, this has been the largest study to date to give us a good impression of how the virus spreads among children. And while there are still some unknowns, for now, the data shows that serious complications in kids due to the disease are rare. Still, children can carry the virus and spread it to more susceptible adults, and therefore they should be taking the same precautions as everyone else is to stay healthy and stop the spread of coronavirus. Now, while COVID-19 may not be affecting the physical health of children the same way it's affecting adults, there are perhaps some mental health concerns. These extreme changes in everyday life that we're all dealing with can be overwhelming and frightening to children. Help, it's overwhelming and frightening to most adults. According to Dr. Sally Goza, president of the American Academy of Pediatrics, it is just as important for children to be informed with accurate information regarding coronavirus as it is for adults. Parents are encouraged to stay up to date about what's going on in their communities using trusted resources like your pediatrician, your state's public health department, and the CDC website. Here's Dr. Goza with a few other tips to help ease any fears your children may have. Reassure your children that you will do all you can to keep them safe and healthy. Remind them that they too can help too by washing their hands often, coughing into a tissue or their sleeves, and getting enough sleep. Watch for signs of anxiety. Children may not have the words to express their worry, but you may see signs of it. They may get cranky, be more clingy, have trouble sleeping, or seem distracted. Keep reassuring them and try to stick to your normal routines. And finally, keep young children away from frightening images they may see on TV or in social media. For older children, talk with them about what they are hearing on the news 
and correct any misinformation or rumors you may hear. One of the most extreme changes to the lives of children across the country is the closure of schools. As of March 21st, 46 states have decided to close K-12 schools. Combined with district closures in other states, at least 118,000 U.S. public and private schools are closed, scheduled to close, or were closed and later reopened, affecting nearly 53 million students. With no clear picture on when normal school days will resume, there are a slew of new questions ranging from classroom instruction to meals for lower-income children. It's not just students who are affected, but of course also parents and educators. Many teachers now switching their regular curriculum to distance learning using internet technology, and some parents are now having to help teach from home. Here's Christina Pascucci with more on COVID-19's effect on the education system here in Los Angeles. I would plan and assume that it's unlikely uh, that many of these schools, uh, few if any, uh, will open uh, before the summer break. California Governor Gavin Newsom announced students could be out of school for months, well into summer. Days before, the Los Angeles Unified School District started shutting down all of its campuses amid COVID-19 fears. Here's our superintendent, Austin Butner. This is uncharted waters for all of us. We got three priorities. The first is to provide for continuity learning which will be different. Second one would be to make sure we provide support and we have to make sure our employees are safe. We provide support to more than 75,000 families directly through the form of paycheck. An astounding 80% of the 730,000 kids in the country's second largest school district live in poverty. 50,000 families make less than $15,000. On an ordinary day, we serve more than a million meals in Los Angeles Unified. Our students' lives have been turned upside down and their families have as well. So now the district is tasked not only with educating kids from home, but they also have to make sure no child goes hungry. They've established 60 grab-and-go stations where families can stop for meals. Uh, every child will be provided with two meals to take home. We know students still need our help, so this is uh, a place we're starting to provide that help. We know they, they still need uh, they'll be open from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. But how do you keep kids engaged in learning? How do you stop vulnerable children from falling behind? To start, they were all given daily lesson plans, but is that enough? We're trying to keep them connected to their school community. What LAUSD has had to do is to think of a way to reach students who don't even have internet access at home. I wasn't satisfied that we had done enough for our students who don't have access to the internet at home. We and PBS have created uh, three channels of learning, which is available on broadcast TV. And this is a new approach, never been done before. Superintendent Butner told me he reached out to PBS less than two weeks ago to make this all happen. We have one channel that's oriented towards the youngest learners, one towards the middle, and one towards our high school kids. And you'd find deep and rich content. Today, uh, you might see a show in the afternoon for high school students about the reconstruction after the Civil War, where you might see an opportunity for young learners to uh, learn about science. The district is also looking into ways to support mental health. We had want to, and we haven't been able to find a way to open resource centers where we could provide care for children as well. All of that effort is based on the ability of state and local health authorities to say it's safe and appropriate to do so because we need their assurance. Still do not have that assurance, and until we have that assurance, we're not able to do that. If you happen to know a teacher who's going above and beyond to help students stay engaged, we want to hear about them. Please reach out to me through Twitter at Christina KTLA.
We absolutely want to help share those stories, so make sure you get in touch with Christina. We'll bring you more Coronavirus Daily tomorrow. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. You can also find all our episodes at ktla.com slash podcasts. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, we're at KTLA Podcasts. For the latest up-to-the-minute coronavirus news, be sure to visit ktla.com or the KTLA News app. Thanks for listening.